You just celebrated your feast day as the recording of this uh, podcast. Today is the 2nd of January. Yes. Well, may not know, but you are a Vasilios in the life of the church. Uh, And so, I mean, of course, you're you're a Father Bryce too, but but you celebrate St. Basil, uh, Mm -hmm. who is celebrated on January the 1st. And so you celebrated your feast day yesterday. What did Mm -hmm. that look like for you? Well, I am particularly blessed Mm-hmm. To have a saint that is associated with delicious treats. Oh, right, the Vasilopita. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, all of us Vasilioses and Vasilikis and Vasilias, and you know our our fellows uh, who celebrate much later in the year, the the Fenurians, mm-hmm. uh, they we we get to have very nice bread or cake in mm-hmm. celebration of our feast day. Probably that we that we you know share with other people in a in a celebration at the church, mm-hmm. um, so that's nice. Did you guys uh, have? Were you able to have liturgy on the feast day? We were not. My my chanters had already done you know the the yeah. many services in a row for Christmas, and with it being the day after Sunday, they they needed a day off. But this coming you know twenty twenty five, we will certainly. Yeah, uh, I don't know if we'll do a Vesper liturgy the night before, if we'll do liturgy the day of, but we'll certainly be celebrating the New Year, Saint yeah. Basil, the Circumcision mm-hmm. of Christ, all those things that we celebrate on the first of January. Yeah. yeah, for for those who are listening who may not know, you serve at a smaller parish, and so it can yes. sometimes be practically challenging to have services for all of the for all of the feast days, just yes. depending on how they fall and things. Yeah, yeah. So well, now there's here's a there's an inversion if that's the right word, that kind of takes place. Uh, for a lot of people in America, yeah. they're used to celebrating their birthday. And obviously mm-hmm. Orthodox people do that too. Yep. Uh, especially here. It's not wrong to celebrate your birthday. Especially that's still okay. <laughs> but but the older tradition was to celebrate your name day, celebrate yep. your feast day. But yes. instead of you receiving things, mm-hmm. treats or whatever they may be, uh, the tradition on your feast day was for you to host or for you to give Right uh, treats um, on your on your saint's day, and the way I've always understood that is simply that you know you are you are honoring uh, your saint, your patron saint. Mm. You're giving thanks to God, uh, and and in honor of your patron saint, you are hosting in some way. Whether some people might do a big meal, some people may just do an open house, or some people may just bring some some uh, kaludia or some cookies or something to church to share if there's right. a liturgy on their feast day afterwards uh, yeah. for others and in honor of their patron saint. I've also seen and heard people talk about making uh, pastries or, or treats and taking them to their place of work. Sure. Uh, and just yeah. putting up a little sign that says, today's my name day, have a treat, <laughs> you know? <laughs> or even just taking some, you know, taking a friend out to lunch or dinner or coffee or whatever. You which know? can be Which can be a great conversation starter, you know, just thinking yeah. about outreach and evangelism. It's like, yeah. Um, and so wh- why, do, why do we do this? Why do we celebrate our patron saints? What is this about? If someone just had no connection to this tradition whatsoever and was visiting your church and asked you this, what would you say? Yeah. So, I mean, it's primarily a celebration of the saints day, right? It's not, mm-hmm. it's not about me. What, right? And what it's... makes a saints day a saints day? Ah, so typically most saints are mm-hmm. celebrated on the day of their martyrdom yeah. or the day of their repose. That may have been 
due to martyrdom. It may have been, uh, you know, reposing in peace. Mm -hmm. um, but as, they, as, as one priest said it to me, the day they were born into heaven. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's not the saint's birthday, uh, unless coincidence works just out that way, it. yeah. <laughs> but it's the, it's the day when the saint died. So that's for the most part, uh, there are some exceptions to that. Um, some saints feast days get moved because they reposed on a, like a very major feast of the church. St. George often gets moved, even though his feast day is April 23rd. We often celebrate it the, the Monday after Pascha because yes. his, he's such a major saint and it often and if, falls if, during Lent. Or it falls during Holy Week. If it falls during Holy, Holy Week, Week, we have to move it because you can't, right. you can't have other celebrations during Holy Week. Yep. So... Uh, and you can't have liturgy during Lent. And so let me qualify that for our old calendar <laughs> friends, unless the Annunciation <laughs> falls during Holy Week, which right. it never will for us that are kind of on the, what I call the hybrid calendar. Yeah. Um, so, But the same, the same is true for Annunciation and Lent as well. It overrides the restriction of serving liturgy during Lent as well. Well, Annunciation does, but Saint, yes. Yeah. But St. George does not. No, or so you and, might move him to to after Pascha. Or an example of when you don't move a saint during Lent would be um the 40 martyrs. If the 40 martyrs yeah. of Sebastia fall during a Lenten day, you do a pre-sanctified liturgy. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. as opposed to a, a regular liturgy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the celebration of a name day is really a celebration of that saint's day that you have a special connection to. Mm -hmm. um, so everybody might come to church in order to pray and celebrate St. Demetrios. But if your name is Demetrios or Dimitria, then you have a special connection to the celebration of that day. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of the first level of what it might mean to celebrate one's name day is, is to take part in the in the celebration that exists already. Yep. And you have a you have a particular connection to that celebration. Yeah, preparing yourself to go to the liturgy if there's a liturgy for your patron saint and mm -hmm. to receive Holy Communion on that day and just to celebrate the saint in hymns and songs, uh, mm -hmm. giving thanks to God. And we have a special relationship, I think, with our patron saint, you know, relationship of prayer, of intercession. Uh, we have an understanding that they pray for us. They're looking out for us. They're helping us. And various ways that we can't see or know often by the you know the blessing and the permission of God, God permits them and allows them to do this. Um, and they 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 do look out for us. And there's lots of stories in the history of the church of you know when people even if it wasn't their patron saint, um, but people were building a church in the name of a saint uh, for a special reason or mm. doing something uh, to honor the saint. Um, you know, you you uh, you hear stories, and we read we read in the Synaxion, for example, of how the saints would would appear to them or or visit them in various positive ways. You know, mm -hmm. uh, to help them and to edify them spiritually. So there is there's the Church Triumphant, which are the saints in heaven, the Church Militant, uh, those of us here still on earth trying to uh, work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Mm. And kind of the, I, I don't want to say dividing, but the, it's just paper thin, the, the space in between yeah. there, it's just paper thin, uh, because we're all in Christ. Right, right. We're all in Christ who's risen. 
And so, um, so these are some basic ways um, to celebrate your patron saint if your church doesn't have liturgy that day. Obviously, to know the Traparian, uh, mm -hmm. the hymn of your patron saint, uh, to learn it, to even learn how to sing it if possible, to pray it, to recite it or sing it at home, uh, to chant it. Um, if you obviously, if you don't, if it's possible to have an icon of your patron saint in your home in your prayer space. Mm -hmm. um, and these are just all kind of ways to celebrate our feast day uh, in a positive way, you know, with yeah. with love and and sharing and the joy and learning, obviously learning about the saint. Um, there was a time and maybe still is in, in Greece, you know, they would print these little uh, pamphlets that had a little icon on the front and they had the life of the saint and the mm. hymns on the saint on the back. And people would, would get these and would learn about their patron saint, would share these with other people. Yeah. And so people would end up with a stack of them where they were learning about the saints uh, and, you know, who ultimately are uh, one way to think about the saints is the gospel enfleshed, you know, mm. live, they were living out the gospel, repenting, following Christ, living the life in Christ, but uh, as different, you know, in different positions, whether they were clerics, whether they were bishops, priests, deacons, whether they were monastics, whether they were lay people, uh, you know, living in the world, uh, husbands, wives, mothers, fathers, sons, daughters, uh, whatever they may be, coffee shop owners, um, barbers, farmers, all yeah. kinds of people uh, yeah, following that... Christ and leading a saintly life. Yeah, there's a great quote by St. Justin Popovich where he says, the lives of the saints are full of examples of how, and then there's this long list. It, like if you print it up, it's at least a full page of mm -hmm. like single space text, right? It's how a, a, a man becomes a holy man, how a woman becomes a holy woman, how a doctor becomes a holy doctor, how a oh, professor yeah. becomes a holy professor, right? And it's just, what's the point? The point is everybody can become a saint. Yes. Uh, like you said, no matter where they might find themselves, whatever life situation they might find themselves in. At, and not only everybody can become a saint, everybody is called to a saintly life. Mm -hmm. uh, a life, like you said, I love that. A, a, a life that is uh, an incarnation of the good news of the kingdom of God. Yeah. And so we often greet each other, at least in the in the Greek Orthodox tradition with Ronya Pala many years. Yes. Uh, we wish them many years on their name day. We, mm -hmm. You might hear a phrase, Ketu Kronu, or which means, and again, next year, or Ketu Kronu me eia, may we be here next year in good health mm -hmm. uh, to celebrate the feast day, whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh, and of course, some people celebrate feast days of the Lord and, you know, or of his mother, Paniyotas, Paniyotis, right. Marias. Christo. Uh, yeah, you have Christo for Christmas. You have Emmanuel. Sotirios for Transfiguration. Yeah. yeah, Emmanuel as well for Christmas. Theophanis, you know, Fotios or Fotis. Sometimes they're not always Fotios the Great, you know, February 6th, but sometimes they might be celebrating uh, Theophany, mm -hmm. uh, Epiphany. Right. So... Uh, Anastasios. Also, also known as the Feast of Lights. Yep, yep. Ton Photon. Uh, Anastasios or Anastasia uh, could mm -hmm. be celebrating Pascha. Lambros yep. or Lambrini also could be celebrating Pascha. So, mm -hmm. anyways, so your feast day, you just celebrated on January 1. So, again, I wish you Kronio Pola. Uh, mine is coming up. It's the three hierarchs since I celebrate Gregory the Theologian, uh, St. Gregory, on January 25. And of course, we have the feast day of all three together on January 30th, and St. John Chrysostom has a feast day on January, January 27th. 
yep. uh, for the translation of his relics. So, but anyways, today is the second, which Saint on the Seraphim new calendar, of Saint Seraphim of Seraph, so we wish Gornio Palaf for all who celebrate that day. Yes, indeed. Uh, and uh, may we have great joy in the Lord uh, through his saints. Amen. Amen. If you've got any questions about today's podcast or any questions you'd like us to discuss on future podcasts, you can email us at churchcoffeepod at gmail.com or you can leave us a voicemail at 317-660-5498. Thank you for listening to Church Coffee Pod. If you enjoyed what you heard, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Make sure to tell your friends that church coffee isn't so bad after all. Peace.